This is an SJC Radio production. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to uh, Pit Stop. Um, joined today uh, by Joe. Hello. And Ed. Hello. And we'll also hear from Max, not Max, Finn. from Finn later on. So Finn and I met earlier on today and did a little recording. We'll slot that recording in uh, into this uh, session. Right. So we're going to go straight to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Joe, your star rating and your feelings about Ooh, the race. Uh, feelings. Oh, star rating first. Star rating, sorry. Star rating, I'm going to say it's another four. I'm going to say it's another four out of five. Okay. If it's a lower four than the Bahrain. Okay. But it's really? still a four for me. Okay. I prefer the Bahrain race. But there was great battling between Charles and okay. Max. Yeah. Um... And it was a good race throughout. Um, feel bad, a bit bad for Perez though. I thought mm. he would have won it if there wasn't the Latifi safety Finn, car. Finn felt much the same actually. Um, yeah. But it was a good race overall. Um, more of this, please. Very good, Ed. Star rating and your feelings. I'm going to give it three and a half. Yeah. I thought it was a good race. A lot of action. Of mm. uh, Verstappen at the end. Very exciting. Although it was all very DRSy, wasn't it? That fight. Yes, which it was. Isn't fantastic, but it's what it is. We take what we can get. Mm. Um, what else happened? Lots of DNFs, lots of they engine were, failures, they? overheating oh, issues. Lewis wasn't on top form. I think he finished tenth out of thirteen. Yeah, yeah, thirteen yeah. finishes. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, now Finn talk, we talked about winners and losers. So let's go to Ed first. Uh, your winners and losers. Well, I think the biggest winner has to be Max Verstappen. Mm. He's back in the title fight yeah. after yeah. not scoring in Bahrain, of course. Yeah. It's a nice drive for me. I think he qualified fourth. Yeah. And so he's, he's done quite well there. You're right. He's, he's, stripped. he's back in, isn't yeah. he? Any other winners? Winners. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go to you for another winner. Let's go to Joe for another winner. Another winner. I'm going to say, weirdly, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari as a whole. They didn't drop off. They got P2 and P3. Yeah. Um, and they're still leaving the constructors by a massive margin. He was quite happy. Charles, um, Charles still leaving. I have a quote yeah. from Charles Leclerc. He says, every race should be like this. That would be the fight with Yad and Max. Yeah, that's right. I, I think it's rather good. Cause I, I, I thought he might have been a bit cheesed off that he, that, that, that he sort of lost out to Max Verstappen, but he, he really enjoyed it. Mm. So I quite like that. So those are our winners. Can I just put in another winner myself? Mm-hmm. Jan Magnussen and the Haas team. I have now Kevin become... Magnuson. I mean, Kevin Magnussen, not his dad. I have now become, this season, a Haas fan. Yeah, they're my favourite team. Uh, because they're the under... Well, it's the classic underdog, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The cars look... I just love... The cars look amazing. 
I love, I've always said white base colour schemes look the best, and that half looks amazing. And yeah, Magnuson. Kevin. Sorry, Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> he scored points in both races. And also, okay, losers, losers. Let's go to you first uh, for the there's, loser. There's two massive ones. Yeah. I'll only say one. Yeah. Hamilton. It's the obvious loser, isn't he? Beaten by Rosson. Yeah. Considerably in qualifying and race pace. Does this tell us uh, that, well, Maybe it somewhat devalues... Well, that's what I was going to say. Devalues his world championship because we know in Formula 1 you're only as good as your car. You know, he's clearly had the best car for the last seven or eight years. Uh, all of a sudden, he's not in the best car. He hasn't become a bad driver overnight. Goes to show that 90... Oh, say 99% of the performance of the car is... A, a great driver can't make a huge difference to a, an average car. Okay. car. So, biggest loser, Hamilton. Any other losers? I think Ed. McLaren as a whole oh, is yes. going from bad to worse, isn't it, really? Do they, they're doing slightly better, but yeah. I mean, they haven't... It's not I mean, doing Ricardo has a DNF. Ricardo yeah. DNF, and probably well, Norris is only in the points because of the DNFs. Really? So, hmm. Not great for them. So they have been. They are proving to be uh, the, the great disappointment. And also another one is obviously Sergio Perez. Got yeah, pole, first yeah, pole. yeah, uh, yeah. That was a bit of a surprise, actually. I was thinking about you mentioned Ed about the the overtakes were very DRSy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm really pleased that they, they changed the regulations. I love the ground effects. That the cars look amazing. What can you remind me? What the main reason for for the regulation change was? I think so. The cars can follow closer. In, in order for what to happen? More overtaking. More overtaking. I would argue. I, I'm not. I'm really pleased they changed the rules. I love the cars. Well, I would argue that overtaking was never an issue. Shall I go back to you a couple of weeks ago? Mm. You, you talked about the Portuguese Grand Prix last year. We had a record number of overtakes. So what I'm saying is overtaking has not been an issue. We've had loads of... It's the racing, isn't it? It's the type of overtakes. Yeah, it's the racing. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Well, what, you overtaking is different from racing. Yeah, yeah you, want, you want closer racing. You, want, you, you don't want overtakes just in DRSs. What? But that, isn't that what we're seeing? Isn't it? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm saying that's what you're seeing. I'm yeah. saying that's what you want. You also, want... watching that race, and I didn't. I've only watched bits of it. I watched the six-minute highlights. And, um, there's no benefit in Saudi Arabia of overtaking into the last corner. No. You've got DRS zone into the last corner. If you if you overtake as, as Max Verstappen did quite a few times, you get re-overtaken on the start-finish straight. Because there's another... And then you've got to wait the whole lap for another overtaking option. So that's... So am I right in saying that his decisive move was when he didn't overtake into the first DRS zone and saved it for the start-finish straight? Yeah. It's a bit daft having two DRS straights, you know, one followed by another, isn't it? Because mm. it doesn't... The, the DRS on that back straight is so long as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have DRS on the back straight and not on the front straight. Um, so, Finn, um, I, I want, Finn, your start rating for the Grand Prix and your feelings about it. Okay, so I am going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Um, but it was a brilliant race, but Ooh. mainly just because of that really, really boring bit of like the last the middle 10 laps or so. So, hold on, the, the last 10 laps were boring or the middle? The middle of the 10 laps. Like, so... From like lap 15 to like 30. Okay, so you say the middle part wasn't terribly exciting, but you yeah. thought the beginning, the end were very exciting. Yeah. Um, I feel very bad for Perez. Why? Tell me, tell me about well, Perez. Well, so basically, he, he put a brilliant lap. He was on pole. Yeah. And then he pitted just before the safety car came out, and then mm -hmm. everyone went in, so he ended up fourth. 
Right. He's like, he like two seconds up the road as well. He was smarter. Yeah, and he, he, he was fourth after that, and he ended yeah. up. Well, did he finish? He finished fourth in the end, did yeah. he? So you're saying that perhaps he would have won without that safety car. Yeah. Um, Finn, who were the winners from the weekend? Uh, who would say the winners are from that weekend? Stefan. Yeah, okay, so he won the race. Anybody else would come out as as a winner, inverted commas? Uh, Somebody did particularly well or would come out that weekend thinking, gosh, you know, you know we're going to have a good season here or... Uh, I'm, I would like to say he's not really a winner, but or Mick Schumacher. Because right. he he had a very bad crash. Yeah. I didn't think he'll be. I thought it'd be in hospital quite well. Cause I had a very painful, and he was in the car for like twenty minutes before yeah. the game. Out. I quite like that. So you're saying one of the winners was Schumacher simply because he survived that crash without. And he injury. was back walking around the paddock next to the next stage. That's good. I like that. That was a big crash, wasn't it? I would argue that the people were perhaps shocked by the crash. But you've got a street circuit where they're reaching speeds of up to two hundred miles an hour, mm. and I think. Is it 80% of the lap is on full throttle? Yeah, 80% of the lap is full throttle. There we go. And you've got no sort of runoff. So that, that circuit is designed to produce big accidents like that. The fact that the car sort of lots of bits came flying off, they are just, that's, that's good. It is good. because it, it is true. I think it dissipates the energy. So they are designed to break up. So that was a good thing. What about losers? Um, losers from the weekend. Thing. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, probably he had an absolute shocker. Yeah, he, he was probably the biggest loser, wasn't he? Uh, that was the first time he hadn't made it out of Q2 since 2009. Yeah. Does this put Wait, his... No, actually. The last okay. time he didn't make it out of Q2 2009 was like 2018 or 17 because he crashed. Right. But the last time he, made it out, um, last time he didn't make it out of Q2 on pure pace was, was 2009. 2009. I remember 2009 when which he was in there wasn't terribly competitive. Very good, Finn. Okay. Brilliant, let's move on. Um, so, oh, so predictions, predictions table. Uh, well, let's go to the predictions table. Uh -huh. There has been a slight change. Ed, you still remain in first place with 85. Nice. Finn remains in second with 65. Slightly frustratingly, Max has overtaken me with 55. I'm now in fourth on 40. And <laughs> Joe, you scored a point. Verstappen yes. uh, in your lucky dip scored you 10 points. So <laughs> you are trading by an awful lot. We're now going to move on to predictions of the weekend. We've got MotoGP from Argentina at the Rio Hondo circuit. I'm now, you. this is you choosing for yourself, Finn. Are you going for lucky dip? I uh, know. You're not? No. Well, nor am I. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking here. Right. I'm actually doing quite well for Okay. Once. I am going to go for first. First, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for, no, let's start third. I'm going to go Oliveira. Yeah, that's quite a good bet, bearing in mind he won last time out. Yeah. I'm going to go second. in second. I'm going to go for Bastianini. Yes, yes. Even though they're not the yeah. right now, running that track. Yeah, yeah, you are right. And first, and first. first place, I'm going to go for Esperaga. Which one? Pole or Alish? Pole. Let's hope the Hondas perform better in Argentina than they did in Indonesia. <clears throat> I like okay. him. Just yeah, I, I like Paul. Right, this is this is so difficult because we've had. I, would, I think I would put Marquez up there. No, Marquez isn't racing. Yeah, no, he's out. I would, that's why I said I would. Oh, you would have right. This is really, really difficult because we've had two races on two very different circuits. We had um, Qatar with that very long straight and sort of fast corners, and we had Mandalika, which lots and lots of S bends, no long straight. So we had people who were competitive at Qatar who were competitive. At Mandalika. Now we're going to a circuit which 
it's kind of a combination of the two. It's got a long straight. But it's also got lots of sweeping corners. This is very, very difficult indeed. I think I'm going to go. Well, the, you've had your bets, Finn. Yeah, I know, uh, but I'm just sorry. Now, predictions. Do you want to change yours? Can I? Yes, you can. I'm yes. for Oliveira for Cotuara. Okay, right. You want to keep it like that? Yeah. Well, funny enough, I'm going to say third place Cotuaro as well. I know there's a long straight, which doesn't help the Yamaha, but he's very good at um, carrying speed into the corners. There's lots of flowing corners. The factory Ducatis have to come good at some stage. It is a big gamble going for um, Bagnaya, but they've got to come good at some stage. It's a safer prediction going with the, um, the Primac team. Uh, so, second place... I'm going to go for Martin. Oh, first place. This is a big gamble. Mm -hmm. It might pay off. I am actually going to go for... I'll tell you what, I'm going to change. Because oh, I'm going to go for Bagnaya to win. Oh. Now, that is completely against the form book. But the Ducatis have to come good at, at, at some stage. So... I think this is the hardest ever MotoGP race to predict since we've been doing this little competition here. Right, and uh, we'll get the other predictions later on today when I'm joined by Ed. It might be that with Max we do a lucky dip. Hold on, I put Fignol. So I've done that slightly wrong. I'll tell you what, how about we do a lucky dip for Max? So I'm pretty sure. Which cost mine up? Because I put it in the wrong place. Um, let's. Finn, you're going to do Max's lucky dip. Now, if any of these come in, he gets double points. Oh, right. yeah, I forgot So, that. let's do Max. Third place for Max. Who's it going to be? Ralph Fernandez. That won't happen, even though we do like Ralph Fernandez and he's very talented. We do. He's not going to podium, that's for sure. Second place for Max? Oliveira. Is actually very good. Gosh, he's the man on form. And first place for Max? This is the one. Oh, well, he's on a factory Yamaha. He disappointed last time out. Well, he should have done much better last time out, but he mucked up his qualifying run. Those aren't... That's not a bad selection of a lucky dip, although Ralph Fernandez, that's not going to happen. The others might happen. We shall see. Right, thank you, Finn. Joe, what are you going to do? Um, lucky dip. Okay. Your first choice will be for... Hold on. Hold on, hold on. We'll be, that hasn't been. We'll be, I can't see them. Your first one will be for first position. First place will be Francesco Bagnaia. Oh, wow. That's actually a very good. I've actually chosen him because my feeling is Ducati, the Thatcher team have got to come good at some stage. Okay. Uh, second place. Second place will be. Maverick Vinales. That won't happen. Sad I guarantee you that won't happen. He's been a bit of a disappointment so far. Third place? Third place will be... George Jorge Martin. Oh, that's a very good one. That is a very... But I've got Martin to come second, and that wasn't a lucky dip. So actually, apart from Vinales, that's proved to be a very... Now, of course, you all score double. Nice. Uh, yeah, you're doing well. Though. So this, uh, Ed, you're going to go for Lucky Dip? I or... think I've got to go Lucky Dip. Okay. Give him a bit of a shuffle. All right. So this is, let's just fold that one a bit more. 
So this is for your first place. We are going. Got it. Here we go. It first is Quattararo. Ooh. Decent shot. That is a very good choice. Oh dear. He's going to end up winning this thing after a couple of rounds, isn't he? Marini. Uh, Luca Marini. Uh, that won't happen. No. no. Okay, and your third choice for third position? Vinales again. Ah. Which won't right. Got, there's a chance here that some of us, that, that I might be able to, we might be able to close the gap on you, Ed. We don't be <laughs> running away with it like last year. Right, well, on the subject of running away, you two are going to run away. You've got an urgent appointment with a burger. burger. Yeah. Urgent. I'm glad urgent. to put urgent in there. Yeah. And, and where are you going for that again? Uh, What's it called? Hubbox. Hubbox at Gunwharf. Yeah. And what time are you? What time are you due there? Uh, soon. Soon. We'll say that. Well, okay. <laughs> are, are you running there or? Uh, brisk walk. Brisk walk. Right. Excellent. I think you ought to go to your your burger. Okay. So you. uh, we're gonna have a bit of a break now, aren't we? Because yeah. we we've broken up today. Yeah. Easter. So um, we'll be back. We in could about... do a special predictions episode on our ski trip. We could. I'm not there, be... but I'm more than happy but, to but put you... my predictions in. Right. Yeah, we could... But you can yeah. you can email me. Yeah, Finn no can worries. email me. Let's do that. We'll do predictions one right, on I the think I'm taking my laptop, so we could get a call. Back. Have you got Have you got thingy me on your laptop? Teams. No, oh, I don't have that. No. I'm not ta- Ooh, okay. Well, you work something out. We can yeah, work something right. out. Right. We can do a recording on, the on Teams. We yeah. can do. We can do that. So there might be a half turn special. There could from well be. from from the Alps. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, until next time, it's goodbye. 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 This was an SJC Radio production. It was presented and written by Mr. Bird, Finn, Ed and Joe. The editor was Mr. Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well